guys the prompt is the next thing if you're not on get on okay welcome back to the prompt today i'm here with a special guest greg how are you doing today i'm doing good bro how are you doing i'm doing great so uh let's get it started um what have you been doing like you know during quarantine or is there still quarantine in zambia it's practically still there but it's not uh as restricted as before okay so would you say it has been a blessing or a curse like for you personally For me personally, bro, it, it's it's been kind of both, I guess. There's been times when I've benefited from it, and then there's times when again, you know, it's kind of a loss because you're unable to do certain things like business. Yeah. It's kept kept indoors, so it's given me enough time to do a lot of stuff that I wasn't doing before because I was never home. Okay, so it helped to get uh, some new priorities, right? Yeah, it uh, definitely did. Definitely uh, did make something for Eric. Alright, uh, cool. So you are a father, you're a photographer, and a producer. So my question is, how do yep. you balance everything? Um, to be honest, it's not really that easy. Let me just be honest. It's not really that easy to, you know, uh, multitask and do everything all at once because uh, you need to fit in space. You could possibly, it's not like every time you're going to be with your kid, I'm not really with her like, every day. But even in that, I still need to fit in time. Like, you know how it is with kids, bro. They forget you or they just have movies that you're not there for them. Mm-hmm. So I basically think for me, it's been easy because uh, my work is somehow all related. Uh, my music, my photography, I will see it as just, you know, one big thing of the entertainment industry, you know. So um, half of my programs just deal with literally the same thing. I'm always with artists, let me just say that. So it's easy for me to balance that side of photography and music, uh, producing and uh, doing photography or doing my own music. It's easy for me to balance that because I'm working from just one space. Okay. But being a father is not a different thing that, you know, you have to be there. So there's times that I've had to pass out impro- like very important programs to go, like, you know, be with my daughter. And sometimes you'll be like, oh, wow, it's, it's, it's a pressure, but it's always a blessing, I guess. It's always a blessing because there's days when I'm like completely frustrated. And then, you know, all I have to see is my kid. And then I'll be like, oh, the day is gone and you're happy again. You forget about literally everything. Alright, so so you'd say that it's not like how other people uh, put it, like oh, kids are stressed and stuff like that. Because you know how you're saying it is that your child is where you like your coming page. You know where you relax. Yeah, exactly. That's how it should be. You know. Uh, we, we all passed the stage uh, of being a kid, so I don't know why you should complain because, you know, you've been there, so you know the work. Dude, we all had to do certain things for us to grow up. We needed to play. We had to get dirty. 
He had to do everything. So I don't yeah. know why people try to make it a big deal. Like, ah, oh, no, the kid, the kid, you know, she's always paying, she's always doing this and that. And that's a child. They have to do that for them to grow. And, you know, if a child is not active, that's also a measure of their intelligence as well. So I'm happy that my kid is doing certain things, you know, and that, like, keeps me also. The day when I'm completely stressed and I'll just sit there and watch her play, I'll be good, you know. So it's just also how you take it. There's people who, like, for me, I wasn't ready. Like, I wasn't really ready to be a dad and all. But when it happened, I don't know, like, instantly there was a switch. The father instinct came in. So I don't know. Like, maybe people are different. But for me, it was just like that. The moment I had a kid, even before I had a kid, I already had that stress. The days I had to work, like, literally walk to work. And that's the time when I was staying. I was staying down in Avondale, that's right. And then I had to walk. Uh, work was in Roma. I had to walk sometimes because I had to, like, you know, make some money for, like, transport and all that. And when I have money for transport, I would either be sending it to, like, uh, to my girlfriend. So I would send that money to my girlfriend, and I would walk instead of, like, sitting on a bus. And imagine, like, I don't know how many kilometers. It must be, like, almost seven or eight kilometers from Avondale to Roma. Mm-hmm. It's quite a distance, you know, and I, I was pushing that because I had that on my mind. It's like the instant I knew I was going to be a dad, literally all that like went away. So I think it's just irresponsible people who say, uh, no, kids are pressure, kids are what? Kids will always be a pressure. Mm-hmm. about something like a stage is a stage. You need to know that when you're having kids, you're going to have to face all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So also let's talk about your partner. Like, how does your partner complement things for you? Like, does she make everything easier or tougher? You know, even like being a, a mother to the child and also being your girlfriend. So how do you think it's going? Yeah. Um. On that part, let me say, she's she's the greatest mother I know. Let me, let, let me know. I, I, I kid you not. She's the greatest, not copy, just scream. She is the greatest mother I know. Like, the amount of stuff she has, like, laid down and the amount of time she sacrificed. I know other girls would be like, no, let me just leave my kid at home. Let me go back to school and do this, this, that. And, you know, that's another thing that keeps me on my toes as well. Because I know the sacrifice of her having to lay down school. Mm-hmm. Uh, to keep my child at home, stay at home, you know. So that's already another measure of love because it also takes the amount of love that you're giving out for her to give it back. And what you also give to her is another measure you also put to your child. So if you don't give her love, bro, she'll be like, this baby daddy, you know, there's nothing it does. So she also start giving a certain attitude towards your child. Then that's one thing that I've also come to like put in mind. I'm like, you know what, the way I treat this woman is also going to be a way she'll treat my child. Because every time she looks at that child, she'll be thinking about you. If you're negative or if you don't treat her well, she'll be treating your kid exactly the way you treat her. Like, ah, this child is just what, there's no actual connection, there's no bond, there's no love in between. So she also treats it like there's no love in between. It's just a child that we share together. So I try to put in that um, as much love as I can. I try to put in as much energy as I can in my relationship and in my parenthood as well. So that 
either ways it balances out you know it has to given out the skills because if you do one thing minus the other your relationship one way won't work out mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so i want to you know give my respect to you you know for being a father and you know taking your responsibilities i feel that you're not showing the true essence of a black man because you know there's a lot of stereotypical things going on in the world and then you know the yeah. fathers are not around or they're deadbeat but you know with whatever you have you're always there so you know i feel like there's a lot that older people and younger people can learn from you yeah true yeah that's just something i can offer here to like my fellow youth you know uh i get there's always issues of like circumstances and all that but i won't lie to you i don't come from a rich family uh my parents worked in government uh my mom just retired this year actually mm-hmm. so there's and my mom my mom was a teacher uh my dad worked in government he worked for the ministry of labor mm-hmm. but it's something that also uh my parents put in me like they they imparted something that uh it's still in me today that's working for your own stuff because mm-hmm. i've never really been the type to you know like to hold on to something like even when my dad retired uh you know like life changed it wasn't the same like obviously there were certain privileges that we had when he was working you know and then um everything changes like everything changes when one stopped working obviously mm-hmm. so like yeah when he stopped working everything changed and i had to adjust to a certain uh type of lifestyle and before that like um i was already working on my own stuff i started photography in 2014 initially i started in 2012 but i was young that time so i had i was not grasping the idea of photography and then by the time it was like 2014 that's the time uh dad got a camera he got a camera at home so i was just like you know learning uh, touching here and that trying to do things taking pictures of weird stuff you know mm. and i was learning and then You know, by the time he was like uh retiring from work, I was like, let me try to use this as a business. And I started doing small gigs that would go street culture, take photos, you know, of random people. Um, uh, you know, I would go to like random weddings, you know, maybe I just go to church if I see there's a wedding there, I'm like, hey, let me pull through. Take some pictures right there. People will be like, "I ah, know, I going to print them out." I'm like, ah, "I don't print out photos, but uh, I get contacts." and just like that slowly slowly through like references my business started growing you know uh so it really it really helps sometimes these circumstances i know that you just it's mindset as well so that's the one thing i can tell my fellow youth you may not have something going on but if you just sit down to try to figure out like what you're really good at because for me people i've had i've actually met people who actually said you're just a jack of all trades you know and for me i, I love reason being is because i do want to be a jack of all trades not really that i should be a master of none but everything that i have learned to do i've made sure that i've learned it to let and i've learned exactly how everything works i know that and it's not that uh again you want to completely learn there's things that i give out to people like whenever i have gigs uh I'm usually I'm I'm much of a video guy actually. So most of the time when I have like gigs, I would be shooting videos and I'll give photography to somebody else. I can't be doing both. So the reason why I learned that is because 
as a child, um, my dad used to tell me, always have the knowledge and don't get deceived. You know, so I learned certain skills so I'd, I'm, so that I'm not deceived by somebody. And, you know, someone just tells you something and you easily believe it. So people used to tell me, oh, yeah, you're trying to be a jack of all trades. But I was, I was telling them, no, everything I do is because of knowledge. You know, and that's the one thing that most you you don't have to go to school for certain stuff. And currently, I've been doing short courses of, uh, of marketing, and I, I don't think it's something that I can go to school for, but it's something that I'm studying because I have a business, mm-hmm. you know. So that's just something that I also tell to, to my fellow youth, like, never look down on yourself. Just figure out something that you can do and focus on it, you know, grow that one thing, and it will help out. You know, uh, now that I'm a father, that thing helps me out a lot. I'm able to produce music for people. I'm able to do photography. I'm able to do graphic design. And, you know, I've got different clients in different industries, you know, which has come to help me. Someone else would have been saying, no, he's a jack of tricks. But that feeds me. Mm-hmm. So, and it's up to you to not have an excuse. Sit back at home saying, ah, now I'm a dad. Maybe my parents will help me out. What happens when your parents pass on? Mm-hmm. You, you know, know uh, that's, the, that's the that I put in myself. Yeah. So, you know, I have seen yeah. that you're a self-taught person, right? So, how does you being self-taught uh, affected your life? You know, because a lot of people look for perfection. But, you know, you say that you do not have to be perfect at everything. So, you know, what are your points on that? Well, um, people will look down on most people who are self-taught. Some people will be excited about it, but educated people are not moved. And when I use the term educated people, I mean people who actually want to, like school, university, and all that. They don't get really pleased when they hear self-taught. When you go look for a job and and you tell them I'm self-taught, They'll be like, uh, no, but there's actually people who went to school, have papers and experience for this. Thing. So we can't employ you because of exactly that. There's been certain contracts where people are like, no, this guy doesn't have the paper. So they won't employ you or they won't give you the job specifically because you are not educated or you have not uh, got any paper for that, you know, which is a disadvantage because there's the stuff that uh, I have come to do um the stuff that i've done where i've had people who are educated asking me again for ideas you know uh i had friends who are in school studying film work and they'll be there like whenever i share a video whenever i share something online they'll be coming like in the comments or they'll hit me up personally and they'll be like bro can you teach me how to do this, this that, that, that. and i came to realize like for me i was learning stuff and i was practicing like with knowledge outside the box yeah. but there's this thing that everyone who like you know people who go to school they've been groomed in a certain way so they really can't think outside the box because they literally think later you know mm-hmm. if you read a book it's from the introduction the whole index you read the whole thing to the and you can never think outside that you know mm-hmm. but for me i didn't know that if i do read a book it's just to add on to the knowledge you know, mm-hmm. that I've been acquiring, like separately from all that. So whenever I have ideas, sometimes I have like personal ideas, and then I just oh, I try to think of is it possible to do this and that. 
But when you give that idea to somebody who's going to school, the first thing you hear is, it's impossible, you can't do that. What, reason being is, the, the rules don't apply to that. And I don't live by the rules. Like, I'm always trying new I'm always trying to different stuff. And when it works out that the first people always appreciate it again. So it's been a disadvantage more to offer, but you can't really do it because the educated people will not allow you because they believe in the box. But living outside the box is literally where everything is happening, you know. Yeah. I've come to even watch, you know, in the States, there's certain stuff that you can do in music that we can't do over here, like in Zambia, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's a bit of an advantage because people over here, it's all about the education. Everything is education. If you start doing music in Zambia, your parents will tell you, no, first focus on your education and then you... Mm. But by the time you're, do, you're done doing your uh, medical course, you're already 20, you'll be 27. By the time you want to start doing music, at, you're entering your 30s. When do you think you will blow? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. The, when you're 60. Just, <laughs> exactly, you know. There's just so much limitations uh, to, towards people who uh, are self-taught. So and it's not because of us, it's because of the people out there. So how do you flip the script? Like, let's say you know you don't have a payroll, but then how do you flip the script so that they can employ you or give you a job? So how do you approach that? That's, that's, that's a bit of a challenging question because uh, it's a bit hard to convince people. But like for me, I've I've come to have certain contracts that I've worked with. I've worked with different people that I, I won't mention names on this interview. But yeah, I've had to work with. I've I've worked with big corporate uh, entities before, and getting those like contracts was not easy. Was not easy at all because it's also how they look. They'll they'll look at you. And there's a time that I actually had right here. And for me, I, t I take my personality, how I present myself, everything, that's all, like, towards my creativity, mm -hmm. you know. How I feel about myself is how I want people to also look. You know, when you see how I, I want you to see how I'm feeling. Yeah. So that's, that's my, look, I would dye my hair back then. Sometimes I would do cornrows, I would do crazy stuff to my hair. I even had dreads, mm -hmm. you know. So at the time that I was that contract that had died here and I went for a meeting I went for a meeting and first thing uh, when I when I when I entered the offices the first comment I heard was oh is that just a kid you know and I didn't let that put me down first of all I, I kept the confidence I was like hey I'm just here for my money whatever people want to say they will not feed you you know I went I just went in I went to the meeting um, I was supposed. To, I was presenting something for graphic design and photography. I wanted to do a contract for graphic design and photography for a certain company. I mentioned to you, but I will not mention it on yeah. the interview. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. So I went. I went in. Uh, what's this? For the interview. Uh, sorry, I'm talking about this. I went. I went in for 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 the discussion. We discussed about a few things, and they were surprised with the ideas I was giving them. And how much knowledge I also had about marketing, you know. We yeah. talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, 
and then you know it's like they have an uh, an eye open like you can't really judge a book by its cover you know that's what it all like adds to at the end of the day you can't really judge someone till you get to know them mm-hmm. so for me i believe all you need is a chance to present yourself if you feel if you don't have the paper if you don't want just push to get the chance to present yourself maybe they'll like you maybe you know so for me i made sure that when i opportunities when you have an opportunity seize it you can't let an opportunity go the you let an opportunity go you regret for the rest of your life yeah that's so you know? new you know so let's take it back for a second right let's take it back yeah oh, you said you started having yeah, yeah, yeah. in high school right when you were in high school what motivated you to start hustling and stuff like that like where did it come from um there's, there's there's a time when uh my dad wasn't around mm-hmm. so when my dad wasn't around patient wasn't like uh really that easy in between so there'll be times when we should delay like on payments or school fees and all that stuff so i really wanted to help out in that so i had to i started working and started working and surprisingly it was helping because i would always have, like pocket change you know when i have money i would pay out school bills and my dad sends me money to you know like do that stuff i'll just keep that money and it it felt good to actually you know uh start doing something of your own and that's something that even my dad never knew like me uh, keeping money that he sent me because i had already paid my school bills uh and that's the same money that i started keeping by the time i was done with school i was getting my i got my first camera uh after that I worked I kept on working I got another camera and then I worked again <laughs> I sold the two and got a better one and my business kept on you know just growing just like that that's how Rico photography started mm-hmm. it's just you know I just believed in what I started you know I I knew nobody else was going to do it for me but mm-hmm. I had to do it and I'm still doing it today mm-hmm. so you know just to give insight like before you got the camera would you share like what kind of jobs you had yeah. or you can I did a lot of stuff actually I did a lot a lot of stuff uh yeah but it's not nothing that like I'm not proud of you know um I had a friend of mine who was like uh, he had his dad had a business like they used to make blocks and and it would look like a dirty job you know but I came to notice how much money they would make, you know, in a day, in a day's job, they would, the amount of money they would make. And then he was like, bro, would you like to like give it a try, you know? And I did that. I, I did it. I made blocks. Uh, I helped a friend of mine do some security work some time back. You know, there's just a lot of stuff that I, I, I did back then that I'm still proud of. Um, you know i'm re- i'm really proud that i had the chance to do that and actually see the fruits of my work you know mm-hmm. yeah i get you so yeah. what do you have to say to those people yeah. who feel themselves like no i cannot do this job i can't do this i can't do that but they don't have money 
No, you just gotta be humble. Cause if you if if you're sitting down, there's people who can't do certain jobs because no, I have a degree now. Uh, there's educated people. 